I'm Angela Kelly Robeck, host of the Empowered Principal Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Coming up on episode 98 of Podcast PD, while some have been working with students in their classrooms all year, others, Chris and Stacy, haven't really done that at all. But now we're going to do that and we're going to talk about it. Let's start the show. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you're going to have more fun with AJ Bianco, Stacy Lindis, and me, Chris Nessie. Let's start the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. What is up, podcast people? My name is Chris Nessie, at Mr. Nessie on Twitter, and you are tuned in to another fine episode of Podcast PD. I am joined, as always, by my podcast compadres, Stacey Lindis and AJ Bianco. AJ Bianco, what's up, my man? How you doing? Started with me, huh? I know, and he didn't call you like Albert Jefferson it's, it's or... Two weeks. That's two weeks in a row that Slacker. two recordings in a row that Chris has forgotten to refer to me as a name that is not actually mine. I still don't even know what your real name is. That's awful. I know. That's, that's terrible. It's Andrew Joseph. I'm not going to tell you now. Oh, dang it. I'm doing very well. If you're watching, I am just straight chilling because I'm tired. It's been a long weekend of sports for the Biancos. It's been a long week in general. I had off for a whole week, so I can't complain. But I'm just tired this week. He had a spring break this week, finally. Yeah, yeah. finally. Like, give me a break. Literally. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I had a break. And just kind of, like, enjoying the last couple hours of it. Well, That's let me tell you this. You. Tell me anything you well, want to. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Yeah. You had a relaxing week. I had the complete opposite of a relaxing week. Because, uh, as the topic of this episode will mostly focus on, I had students come back for the first time in over a year back to the high school that I work at. But other than that, it was a very fine week. You know, cat was in the cradle, silver spoon, hey, little dog and something in the man in the moon. Where are you going, wow, Stacy? I don't know where I was going. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'm a little a punchy. I don't know. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Stacy, how are you? I'm doing all right. It was, um, like you said, Chris, it was uh, a long, long week. And uh, I think this next one, that's it, little boy blue. Thanks, Stephanie. Um, I think this week, this week coming up is just going to be a little bit longer. I don't know. But we'll we'll talk more about why and uh, all the good things. Can't get any longer. I mean, it's five days. No, I'm sorry. Tuesday felt like it should have been Friday. I woke up Tuesday morning. I was like, is it Friday yet? It was just... Monday was a lot. Tuesday was even more. Yeah. It the, weeks seem, fact, we, the week seemed long. You know what's, you know what's made the week good, Stacey? And, and I know we talk about this at the end, but maybe we can just bump it up here to the front, is sure. what we're doing on Clubhouse. And I have to say, I really enjoy what you're doing that I get to be a part of on Monday mornings and Friday mornings. You have brought some great questions. It's not more of this. It's like two different things, and it always feels like, you know what? That's what I needed at that moment for that half hour. So I just want to say thank you. And for people who maybe check this out and they don't know what we're doing and where we're doing it, maybe just pimp that a little bit. Oh, well, thank you, Chris. So I really enjoy having our Clubhouse conversations every Monday and Friday as well. Um, for those of you who aren't partaking, um, every Monday starts with a little bit of a motivation uh, at 7 o'clock. Chris and I, sometimes AJ joins us um, if his commute allows for it, but we start Mondays off with just a little bit of motivation. The topic changes every week, and usually I don't know what it's going to be until um, Monday morning as I'm getting ready for school, and then um, I let Chris know what it is as we're getting started. He's not even aware of what it is until we go live in Clubhouse, and um it's been fun. We know we've talked about everything from um, a revisit of the one word now that it's, you know, April and coming back to that, to that topic. And we've talked about a quote that I heard on Fresh Air at Five. If you're not 
you're not winning, you're learning. And we've talked about um, a couple of other things that I've heard just throughout. And it's been a load of fun just kind of having loosely guided conversation that really is just inspired by whatever I encounter that Monday morning, sometimes right before I go to bed on Sundays. But um, and then hearing other people's take on it is really what I enjoy the most because it's not just me. Like if it was just me, then I would keep it to myself and it wouldn't matter. But I like sharing it out on Mondays and having conversation. And then every Friday, Chris and I kind of come back and um, our regulars, Stephanie is one of our regulars. So Stephanie Scrocky, thank you for joining us. You know, we just reflect on the week. We reflect on, you know, what's going well, what's, what's kind of, um, you know, keeping us up late at night or just anything. And the conversations are as simple as Chris and I fighting about whether cameras should be on um, for kids. I was going to say, I, we, we, we and, just uh, tell people what it's really about. And that is uh, Stacy just fights. We, we, Stacey and I fight on Mondays and Friday mornings. No, we fight on Fridays, Sometimes. not on Mondays. Mo- <laughs> We've never fought on a Monday. No. We fought two and, Fridays uh, in a row. Two Fridays in a row. Come back for part three next week. You know, we push each other. You know, we, we, we create pause. We, we yeah. live what we do. So, all right, let's go. All right. So tonight we are talking about our kids being all in or back in or in for the first time. So Chris and I actually have, um, contrary to the intro that he gave. So this is going to be our first fight. Um, my kids have. Been yeah, baby. <laughs> my kids have been coming into school all year. It's just that now they are all in. So, um, that's what I was referring to. So I was, this is where you explain the dilly. Yeah. So the dilly for me is that two Mondays ago, I had 20, 22 of my 24 children. And then last week I had 19 of my 24 children and tomorrow I will have all 24. Nope. That's a lie. Cause one of them will be away. But in essence, this week I will have all 24 of them together. And I, as I said a couple of weeks ago, and we mentioned in Clubhouse these past few weeks, I couldn't be more jazzed to have all my kids. Like it's, it's, I don't know, it's so much fun. And then this past week they opened up the playground, which I know sounds really silly, but they weren't allowed to use the equipment. So now they'll be able to use the playground equipment and behave like children out in school. And it's the most normal school has felt um, since March 13th. And I'm really excited for my A-Week kids to meet my B-Week kids. Um, I know, right? <laughs> the playground melee. It's it's a big deal. Like they weren't even allowed to use much equipment outside. A couple of teachers found really smart ways to kind of work around that by playing like Mega Foursquare um, and sanitizing in between rounds. I, I can't even explain Mega Foursquare. It's a PE activity that the kids absolutely love. But, you know, as they would change rounds, they would sanitize the ball and they would like everyone would sanitize their hands. And I don't know, it's just it's it's just been amazing. So I'm super excited to see what these last two months of school bring and um, how much more normal we can get to. Anyway, I'm you done. Know, it's nice to hear about the <laughs> playground stuff, because I mean, I, I teach in a high school, so there's no recess per se. But for my own children, my, my little guy, he's in kindergarten. He gets taken outside. They'll go into the courtyard of school. They'll do, if it's gorgeous out, they'll do story time outside, which is nice. So he gets to have some fresh air. But my big guy in third grade, most of the kids are in. I think, I think he said there's maybe like two or three kids that are still virtual. But most of his class is you know, in the room. But they don't go outside. They're in the room all day other than... You know, with the mask on, other than for lunch, which they eat in the room, which is when they can get their mask, but they don't go outside. And I don't know, the weather's been pretty decent of late. Yeah, it was a little cold last week, Um, but I keep asking him, did you get to go outside today? No, didn't get to go outside today. And it's just like disheartening because here I am. I go outside. It's to the point where I brought my baseball glove and me and two of my buddies at school. We go outside. We play catch. We 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 tailgate, you know, for our lunch. And uh, it's been some nice days. So to think that there are kids and to know one that they don't get to go outside is really frustrating. Not to bring up CrossFit, but there are a lot of teachers where I go to CrossFit that teach phys ed. So I said to one of them the other day, I said, what does phys ed look like at your school that like you're saying you got all these kids now. And she was telling me how, you know, she's in a middle school and it's uh volleyball, pickleball and badminton. 
Oh, basketball was a big thing for our school. You mentioned you're going to have all your students back at the same time. So you've had students this whole time, but, you know, on a weekly basis, it was rotating. Yep. I, on the other hand, have been virtual for this same amount of time. Okay. Whether I was teaching from home and only before spring break, did teachers in my district go back to being having to go into the classroom and teach virtually students returned on April 19th. And we started our four cohort model. So we got A, B, C, D. A kids come to school on Mondays. And you're an educated person who's a teacher. You can figure out the rest of the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Friday, Friday is Friday is virtual. Teachers have to go in. Haven't figured out the reason why yet. Um, students are home. And that it is what it is. So this week on month. So I teach. I'll, I'll lay out my story. I teach three classes, ninth grade world history. My third class is a credit recovery section. So it's only for the length of a marking period. So this is the fourth market period, fourth time I've done this. I have two students on my roster for the last class of the day. They're both virtual. I will never meet them. My other two classes are regular ninth grade world history. And uh, one class has 22 students. The other has 28 students 28 students and uh monday between those two classes i saw one child because i don't have many students in the a group so my first class on a day i don't see anybody they're all home tuesdays i saw five kids i saw two in the first class three in the second wednesday i I should have seen eight i saw three in the first and three out of five in the second thursday i didn't see anybody and then friday was virtual now, in asking, there were kids who came to the Google Meet. So if you're not in school, then you're in the Google Meet, right? So I had students who should have been in school or were in a cohort, and they didn't come to school. So I had one student tell me they missed the bus, to which I jokingly said, you had 13 months to get ready for the bus to show up. How did you miss the bus? They laughed. We had fun. I had another student that I got an email from attendance saying, that they missed the bus because the bus didn't come to pick them up. And in the student's email, they said, oh, by the way, I moved. So I'm not at the address that I should have been picked up at, but the bus didn't pick me up at my new house. Okay. And then I had a student who said, when I asked, oh, how come you didn't come into school today? I see you, you should have been here. I was looking forward to meeting you. Oh, uh, at the last minute, my parents said, stay home. Well, hey, that's fine. You know, but, you know, and Stacey, we talked about this Friday that, I got kids who they just decided to stay home or they missed a bus or whatever reason. Um, But I'm still running the Google meet because again, the majority of my kids are still virtual on any given day. I'm only going to have the most I'll have in a classroom is five out of 28. So that was my week. It was exciting to meet some of these kids. I had, uh, I had two young ladies. They both have the same name. One goes by a nickname. So that's easy for me, Uh, but they show up. And I stood at the door like I normally do, you know, with the mask on to greet the students and make them feel welcome, realizing that here's the fun thing. Ninth graders in my school, it's April. You have freshmen who have never been in the building until now. So it's like they're lost. They don't know where to go. They're coming into this big building that they've never been in before. Right. So these two girls come up and they're like, are you Mr. Nessie? I said, yes. Now, mind you, they're looking up at me because they were much smaller than I thought they would be. And they were then looking at me like, wow, you are much taller than we thought you would be. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. I said, well, how tall did you think I would be? And they said, oh, we thought you'd be like, you know, like five, 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 six. Mind you, I'm like five, eleven on a good day. I can say I'm six feet tall. So, yeah, that was it was interesting um, for me. This has been, you know, I run the meet. The kids are in the classroom. Uh, I did the camera on thing. Now, Stacy, based on my assignments, and we talked about this on Clubhouse, uh, based on the assignments I had them do this week, I didn't have the kids sit there with their cameras on the whole time. When they came in, I went over the in-room procedures, and then I said, when I start the Google Meet, and you know, I do the music, and it kind of it's kind of like when I do this. So I got the sound effects, soundboard, the whole thing, and uh, I said, if you could turn your cameras on at the beginning of class while I give directions cool interact i'm gonna i'm gonna interact with you and then uh when we're doing our work and we kind of break out whether it's in the the breakout rooms or you're working 
independently, then you could turn your camera off because people don't need to sit there watching you watch Ed Puzzle or read a New Zella article, you know. So, but they they all complied. Nobody pushed back. You know, it was all good, and uh, got to hear their voices, asked them questions. They spoke up. We figured out the delay and the feedback between them hearing me in the room and you know their crappy headsets that they were given. So we, we worked out the the issues there. So, or even when they unmute, was, that's the worst. Like if you yeah. have your, if you don't have a headset in yourself, that can be really bad. Well, we're all in the room. Like I've, I've got, you know, the same headphones I'm wearing here. I have them at school and they all have head, their headphones on. I said, if you want, I showed them how they could mute the tab so they could hear me in the room, but then how they could unmute their microphone. They want to speak so everybody could hear them. So it's just kind of working these things out. You know, there was no massive feedback, no technology breakdown. And, you know, this coming week, as we record this, uh, this will be week two. And, you know, again, I'm, I, I sent all the kids a message in our Google Classroom. Looking forward to this week. If you didn't come in last week, but you'll be in this week. Very excited to meet you. You know, different things. So that, that's kind so of where I'm coming from. Quick question for you. Is, is the enrollment in that kind of open? Like, or is it you made your selection you had until April 1st to make your selection? And now you're, you're um, committed to that select, that choice? I think the commitment is very loose because they're telling us if a kid doesn't show up in person, but they show up to your Google meet, we have different, we have present remote present in person. So our attendance is we have that too. much more detailed in the, than in the past. And what and if they, a kid they, wants to come from the remote or virtual world into a, an in-person setting? If they are, currently classified as a virtual student they can't just decide to show up because there is no designated day but Mm -hmm. they've also made it sound that if a child shows up to school they won't be turned away so i think that's more for let's say an a day kid shows up on monday and then they happen to show up again on tuesday we'll figure out you know if, if there's and we were told you know if your room can't accommodate you having the kid person if they show up on the day they're not supposed to they'll be in the google meet we'll put them somewhere else in the building so they can be safe and you, everybody's still safe. Um, no, I'm just checking. Like, I want to know if they can change their status on a dime. That's really my question. Not just show I, up. I, I don't know if it's on a dime, but I think they can. Cause I had, I had a student say, you know, leading up to this, um, they said, you know, I'm currently scheduled to be virtual. What if I want to come in? And I said, send two emails or send one, reach out to your VP and your guidance mm-hmm. counselor. Start okay. there. And I mentioned that to my vice principal who oversees the department. And she said, perfect. If somebody asks, tell them to do that. And then we can work with them. But I mean, in terms of numbers, you know, my building has, I want to say we'll go 2,300 students, nine through 12. And Mm -hmm. our cohorts have less than 200 in them. And they were telling us that they're having upwards of approximately a hundred absences for in-person each day. So we're having not a lot of kids show up. Right. So I know there's some conversation already around, can we collapse cohorts in a few weeks? Um, are we, I think we're also identifying students who should be coming in more than one day a week based on, you know, maybe any academic issues that they might be having where they need that every day or more than one day a week support. So it, it's a learning experience. Um, and uh, certainly as we go through the rest of this year, I'll have more to report on and share based on, what I'm seeing and hearing. I'm glad, like I know, and and anyone who came into Clubhouse the day that we were talking about cameras on, I'm glad that it's not like 100% like cameras on. And I knew what you were getting at. I know you want to be able to talk to kids. I just, for me, I'd rather have my, like I call them rumors and zoomers. I'd rather have my zoomers have their cameras on so that I can see them. It might, for my rumors, I can see their faces. I just have to look up from my computer and kind of scan the room and I get a sense of what's going on, right? Um, so to, for those kids to have to have their cameras on seems kind of silly, but for like the five kids that I have going virtual every other week, it is important that I can kind of gauge their understanding, gauge their level of engagement, you know, gauge just their, their whole demeanor by seeing them on camera the same way that you can when your kids are in front of you, right? Like you see that AJ is looking down at his hands while dude, AJ, what are you doing? Like, stop texting. I mean, that's not an issue that I have in my classroom because my kids generally don't have phones. And if they do, they don't necessarily come out. 
But, you know, my kids get distracted just like every other kid. I have kids who read inside their desks like I did when I was a child. Like nobody could see it. You know, that was before texting was something you did inside your desk or on your lap. But um, so I'm glad that like cameras aren't on 100% of the time for your for your rumors, as I would call them. Because yeah. that and, was and one even, of the uh, first fights we had. Right. And, and even this week, I know that we're going to be doing collaborative work where they're working in groups on uh, on a project. I will certainly encourage because I know I'll, I'll have somebody from your group will be in the room and other people will be at home. Now I'm going to be able to at least look at those kids in the room and say, unmute your microphone, try and get your group talking instead of, you know, trying to do everything by typing or thinking you can do it by not talking to each other. How can you accomplish a group task when you don't communicate with each other? Right. So right. if I'm talking about the four C's, I need to encourage them to actually communicate. And I also encourage you to let your rumors kind of work together because there's also something to be said for having conversation that doesn't live on the computer screen if the groups are big enough and if it works out, right? So there are a couple of times where I would look up and I would say like, oh, wait, that whole group happens to be in class. And I would say, guys, like Pac-Man your screens and just kind of go sit over there and only use your screen if you're actually doing work on the computer. But if you're having conversation, it does not need to be through Zoom because like we need to get them back into that mode of like we have conversation in person and we have conversation making eye contact and, you know, projecting our voice through a mask and, and things like that. So just something for you to the think nice th about. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing about the mask, though, it's like a built in pop filter with the microphone. <laughs> so the audio sounds good. AJ, is AJ. anything changing for you? So What's been we, your experience? We are in what we what, what? I mean, can you shed any light on that? I'm trying to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to speak. So we're in phase three. That's great because, you know, we like it when everybody contributes. I'm sorry. I'm just having fun. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Great. I love you, man. Great. Thanks. Love you, too. Fix your audio. It's apparently still <laughs> crackling. Um, I'm serious. I'm just trying to help you out here. Uh, you so we're your in mouth a little wider when you speak. We're in phase three, which is still five days a week. We are in for half days from eight, we'll call it eight o'clock to 1215. Um, thank you, Mel. And we basically have all the students in who plan to be in. There's no more, there's no more coming in. You know, we, you, you, you did your part. So no more changing of rosters, no more changing. So it is what it is right now. I think our, you know, we're using spaces that are not really spaces for classrooms, such as the library, such as the uh, cafeteria we're using the auditorium and the gym for classes um, so we have students everywhere we can fit them and we're trying to maintain six feet in some places but some places we can't so we have three feet so we have classes of 18 20 uh, 23 you know our cafeteria and our media center are like 23 24 so we're trying to space them out a little more but that's it. So the kids that are in are the kids that are in. We had new kids come in. I think we're over about 400 kids in our school at this point. Um, that's just for the middle school. So we have about 400 kids in there. And it's definitely feels, it still feels weird. Like it's still, we're excited that these kids are, are here. But you can definitely tell that it's just not like the same vibe. Like we have, like we're still behind plexiglass, wearing masks, we're talking about the Zoom, we're talking about speakers. And I think we're still trying to balance or our teachers are still trying to balance exactly what it looks like to teach in an environment where there's still kids who are remote. Um, obviously, our teachers are teaching to the, uh, the students in the class because there's more of them than there are any kids at home, but they still have to kind of cater to the kids at home because they can miss things just as easily. Mm -hmm. So... Um, you know, I, I don't think we have them turning on their cameras in the classroom. Some people might, depending on what they're presenting that day. But I think for the most part, they're connecting via the, 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 the screens. You know, we're projecting on the screen and kids are involved in conversation that way. We have some speakers that they use that the teacher can kind of walk around the room and it's a microphone. So it's a Bluetooth speaker slash microphone. So the kids who are home can hear the kids who are speaking in the class as the teacher walks around with that. So, you know, we're trying to do as much as we can. That's all I got for you. Phase four would be the next thing if we were to include lunch. 
but it does not seem that is going to be a possibility this year due to the fact that we are using the cafeteria as a classroom. Yeah. And I think like you're saying that you're, I'm sorry, Chris, you're saying that you want to, like you're trying to maintain your six feet. And in some cases you're, you're down three, to three, four. So we're not really three, four. Okay. Four. Um, we're down to three. So like I literally took out the measuring tape. I know. Did everyone's. Did everyone see it? We did that in every classroom. We tried to not do three only because three looks really close. And it does look really close, but I will say like that, it makes my kids. Just just think how much, how much, how close normal looks. No, I know. know. Well, normal is dust (laughs) touching. That's that's what we're trying to figure out for September. Like fun fact for anybody who's not measuring things like, like, like I'm going to say I have um, facing two students desk to desk. (laughs) <laughs> from seat middle to seat middle that's three feet with them yeah. touching yes no students can't touch each other <laughs> well that's... and it also depends on the size of the desk because my desks are two feet yes across and i think like one and a half because are my floor tiles are all a foot right, so like okay. it's like all right well guys the yeah. tape is on the floor and when we line up to go outside or we line up to go to music because we don't really line up to go to all the things but when we line up to go to some of those specials it's like, okay, you're going to line up and you need to check the floor. And like, um, because we're all in, I have like these new jobs. I have distance detectors where like they literally stand online and they kind of like tell the kids to kind of separate. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been really great, especially because it's some of my quieter kids. So they get to be a little bit bossy and I'm loving that. But the, the hurdle that we have to overcome with the three feet is we still have snack in the classroom or we have snack throughout our day because we don't have a lunch. And so for that, we do take advantage of going outside. So when you were talking, Chris, about recess and stuff, we were going outside all the way up until it got too cold for me to handle it. And for me, it's usually like anything under 40 and I'm not interested. 45 is really like the sweet spot where it's just like, okay, we're going to go outside. It's sunny. It's going to be great. There were a couple of times when we were out there with the snow and then it just takes a conversation of like, it's warm enough to be out here, but you guys cannot be like monkeying around in any of the precipitation, no moisture. If it's moist or wet, you cannot go on it. And so it was like that got rid of them trying to hang out on any of like the leftover snow banks or whatever. And they were pretty good about that. You know, we even went out on times when it was like drizzling or lightly raining because my kids need that extra bit of movement because it, it felt really cramped when like all you do is sit. Um, so now for snack, if we don't make it outside because it's raining or too cold, we will separate our rooms since half of us will eat in the hallway and the other half will eat inside. And it's just a matter of like every other kid and every other seat. And um, yeah, so Mel, you're asking that we if we we don't we have not had lunch here in my school and a lot of schools in New Jersey will leave before lunchtime. So they'll leave on a half day bells. I said a lot, not all, a lot of schools in New Jersey are leaving at a half half day dismissal. And then some of them will come back at the end of the day for virtual teaching for a period or two. And then some of them just call it quits at the half day at the dismissal time. Yeah. So I'll speak to that. I can't speak to elementary school because I have no nothing to do with elementary school besides the fact that my kids are there and they just started having lunch. Uh, this is the third week, I think that they're having lunch. So their day goes from like nine o'clock until two thirty-five. They have lunch uh, on nice days. They go outside. Luckily, every day I think, but two have been nice days over the last two and a half weeks. So, um, if they're inside, they have to wear the face shields. So they have the face shields on while they're having lunch in the classroom. They sit behind their desk in the plexiglass. Um, but they they try to get outside as much as possible. Like I don't think they use a the playground. I think maybe they do now, but up until this point, they I, I got to be honest. I'm not sure if they use a playground. But they have a lot of blacktop, a lot of grass. They run around, play soccer. Phys ed has been outside. Um, and uh, I think for the most part, lunch has been outside. They have designated areas where they have two grade levels out at a time throughout the uh, throughout the lunch periods. There's three lunch periods. Yeah, and I know that my there are some... Is, Go ahead. I say my school is doing lunch because we have the kids in school for more than four hours. So we have to give mm-hmm. them lunch. Um, and they're eating outside weather permitting. And so far weather hasn't been an issue. And in the courtyards at my school, and you guys have been there, um, for Ed camp, New Jersey, they ordered these tables where it's like one kid per table. And 
The only thing I can compare it to is remember a number of years ago when the Olympics were in Beijing and had that opening ceremony that was so in sync and everything was just like everybody was in their row. What performance, that opening ceremony thing, this is what lunch looks like. These kids are like in these perfectly measured desks and or outdoor tables that it's one kid per table. And uh, then after the lunch, they go home and then we have afternoon meeting for two classes per day where it's tw- an additional 25 minutes. And, you know, it's like a rotating thing. So I'd see the same class every day. Like I'll see one class on Monday and Wednesday. I'll see another class on Tuesday and Thursday. And we got a whole schedule for what that looks like on Friday. Um, but yeah, we're feeding them. And they initially said, oh, we're going to put the kids in the classrooms. And then the teacher was like, no, you're not. We're, we're not going to be in the room with the students while they're eating. So then they had to figure out other plans because people didn't feel comfortable being around kids eating and stuff like that. So if it does rain or there's inclement weather, uh, they'll be eating, they'll leverage the cafeteria and the gym where they've done like different testing that has taken place where they can put the kids spaced out in those spaces Mm -hmm. and uh, they, they can eat in there. Yeah, I just know a lot of schools are trying to avoid the lunch in, so dismissal takes place um, on on what would be an early release day for most schools. Um, I know other schools, um, there's a neighboring school district where they've been doing lunch the whole year, but the cohorts have been, um, I think they had three or four cohorts. So it was, it was actually, they had three. And so it was easier to space out because so few were coming in even on those cohort days. And so they could go to the cafeteria, but then it was like um, the old school 1984 film where like everyone's sitting in the cafeteria at the long benches, all facing forward and that and spread six feet apart. So there was really no way for them to kind of interact. You know, you'd be interacting with the two kids next to you. But again, you're eating and I'm sure there were like monitors taking care of all of that. All I know, though, is that they would sit and then face forward, which I can't imagine having lunch that way. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious as to what next year is going to bring. Um, and, and as much as I I feel happy for our teachers that we're not doing lunch, I know the teachers were, you know, a little a little pessimistic about what what lunch would look like and you know lunch duty and stuff like that. I'm a little upset that we're not going to know what it's going to look like in September. Um, if you're not from New Jersey, our governor has now said, um, starting in September, there's absolutely no virtual learning. Which doesn't make sense to me because if there are still people who are nervous, how are you going to deny them to stay home because of safety concerns or anything like that? So we're going to have kids in. I just said, you know, we, we're, we're, we're totally, you know, we're not going to fit kids in our classroom. We're using our cafeteria for, for a classroom. How are we going to fit kids three feet apart and give the teachers their six feet of space? Our school is not big enough for that. We have 600 kids. Um, I'm not sure the numbers are going to be next year, but I'm sure it's going to be that, if not larger. So, you know, I don't know what lunch is going to look like with grades five, six, seven, and eight. You can stagger lunch as much as you want, but then how do we disinfect and clean, you know, between the breaks? So we're going to have lunch and then kids go outside where we can disinfect. Can't do one group outside, one group inside, then switch because then we're not disinfecting. So I'm, I'm a little curious what lunch will look like. So I know a lot of schools around are doing different things. Um, talk about kids going home for lunch and then coming back. That you know, that has been tossed around by some districts, but the, the, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very curious. I'm very curious. So no dry run for us. We're just going to have to kind of figure it out on the, on the go. So Mel, you asked the question, would, would a majority of the schools in the States be lunchless? Um, I got to be honest, uh, for our area, I would say yes. I would say across the United States, probably not. I'd say more States are in as much as they can be. I, I think New Jersey is a little bit different. I think we were hit hit pretty hard um, with COVID at the at the start of it. So I think we're still being cautious. You know, I think our areas we have a lot of people who travel to New York City, and you know that's not a thing at the moment. But you know, I think for New Jersey, we're just still very cautious as to what's going on because we have such a gigantic population. You know, so many schools have as Chris pointed out, like, or I think it was you, AJ, when we were having our conversation about exactly how we were going to tackle the conversation tonight, you mentioned a lot of schools have been all in. So this Mm -hmm. isn't new for 
a lot of people. But for those of you that it is new for, you know, this is what we're going through here in New Jersey. And we do recognize that it is different for everybody. So if you have a different experience, we would love to hear from you. Um, Chris will tell you at the end of the show how to get in touch with us and just leave some um, leave some feedback on what's going on in your district. Because I'm curious. I really want to know because what's going on in your district now could be what we're going to experience in the fall. Right. And kind of being aware of that now would be extremely helpful. I would say if you want to jump on now, go to podcastpd.com slash join. If you want to join the conversation now, we'll be, uh, you know, a few more minutes yet. And uh, if you want to send us some feedback, if you're listening to this on the podcast side, go to podcastpd.com slash feedback, where you can send us an email or leave us a voicemail message, and uh, we'll share your thoughts in a future episode. But certainly, we grow together. AJ, where were you going? No, I was just saying, the three of us are all talking about different experiences that we're having. You know, we're all in different sections of New Jersey. Um, I think the hardest thing for all of us, and I'm going to speak for you guys, I'm sure it's, it's true, that all the counties are doing different things. Um, and there's a lot of counties around here. And the way our districts work around here is, you know, you have schools based on your town. You don't have schools that are really much, you know, regional as, as other places are. So what my school is doing is different than what my kid's school is doing, which is different than what the neighboring school is doing. So you're all in the same county. And we're right? all, yeah, I can, I pass through. I say, it's, that's, it's not even a county thing. It's like, it's different from well, community I'm, to community. Right. Yeah, I pass through four different towns to get to work. They're small, but I pass through four or five different towns to get to work, and everybody is different. Some of them are remote. Some of them were all in. Some of them were half in. Some of them are cohorts. Some of, you know, so depending on where you are, if the community is set up differently, we have communities here in New Jersey who really had some serious issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so schools are really just getting started up now, which is you know, heartbreaking for the kids, but much needed because of what's going on around. My school didn't start up until November. We got shut down and then came back in January. So I'm not saying we've been in all year, but we've been, we've been going strong since January at my school and, 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 uh, we're doing pretty well, knock on wood, you know, but I'm saying we're coming back from vacation. So we, we, we don't know what the next couple of days are going to hold in store for us. So I'm saying that very nervously. It's tricky. It's definitely tricky. And, you know, just to speak to a com- another completely different model, my boys had the opportunity. So my boys, um, unlike you, Chris, like they were only able to change their enrollment status on a marking period by marking period stat- a basis. So, you know, both boys were virtual for the first marking period. For the second marking period, one of them went in and the second stayed home. And then third, they both went in and it was still on a cohort basis. So, you know, I think they had two different cohorts, Monday, Tuesday, and then a went and a Thursday, Friday cohort and Wednesday being virtual. And then um, for the fourth marking period, the district decided you were either going to be a virtual student or an all in student. There would be no more hybrid coming in part of the week. And um, so now my boys go to school Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and then in May, they'll start going to school five days a week. So it was like a gradual, mm-hmm. gradual step into the classroom for them. And it's been really great. Just kind of moving slowly, getting acclimated and seeing what the expectations and new norms are. Right. It's strange, though. Like my kids have been in, my boys have been in five days since September, October, I guess. It's weird. Everybody's weird. I'm looking at Tim's comment here. He's mentioning Bergen County, which is, which is my county. So I'm, I'm kind of curious. Tim, you want to throw it in the chat where you're at because I didn't know you were in Bergen County, and you're saying, or Tim, if you want to come on, if you feel like it, and I, up to him. Uh, he said there's a push to go from four days a week to five days a week, and it didn't happen. So again, all, all the different, even in the same county, all different schools are are kind of going against each other. And then the problem with that is we have parents who are saying, well, this school is doing this, and you're not doing this. How come you can't do what that school is doing? And it's really causing causing a major divide. And it's really pitting the, the 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 parents against the the teachers and the admin, and you know that gets messy. And I'm witnessing parental a lot of that Facebook groups have never been popular. Oh yeah, more popular. Sorry, <laughs> you know, no, it, it's it's very true. It's very true, and it's dangerous, you know, because it's it's really it's really making schools look bad. I don't know if it necessarily makes the schools look bad, but it's certainly unnecessary pressure in an already pressurized situation on district leaders and, you know, whether it's the board of ed or your superintendents, um, 
you know, they're trying to navigate this as they can. And, you know, you got people that just aren't understanding. I mean, uh, a, a friend of mine said that they're looking at a board of ed minutes that, you know, uh, the video, like they, they're watching the board of ed stuff now and it got time for public comments and you could see in the video, this, uh, my friend was telling me a woman got up from the community and was like, why, why are we forcing the kids to wear masks? They should have a choice. Why are we infringing on their rights? And when my friend was telling me this story, I said, well, this kind of solidifies why Chris Nessie can never be on the board of education because I would tell this person, ma'am, sit down. Like, we're trying to keep it safe. We don't need this. Thank you, but sit down. And Chris, the only reason I said it makes it makes schools look bad is because the the information that's out there is not true. And people are just going on gut instincts and what they think is right. And you're talking about masks and, you know, how masks are challenging students to learn and it's not helping their breathing. So it's all over the place, you know. So that that's why I'm saying it's making us look bad because they take one um, one message, they run with it, and then everybody else is like, oh, yes, that must be, that must be correct because it's coming from somebody who is on the PTA or somebody who's on the board or somebody who knows somebody on the board. I don't know. I think for the next few months and definitely into the fall, we are going to be continuing the building of the plane as we go. This is my new um, least favorite new term in the COVID dictionary. And uh, I'm tired of building the plane. Don't you think that there's like this new COVID vernacular, like, no asynchronous synchronous learning and only that. Oh, you're hurting my ears, Stacey. Hurting my ears. I know. <laughs> and building the plane as we go is definitely one of those things. I just I'm ready for the plane to be built and for us to do the best with the plane that we can, right? And we're getting there, so I'm definitely excited for that. Um, and I think the plane is almost done being built, but we'll see. It'll be built just in time for us to get off at our whatever the destination is. There's going to be some major changes going forward. Well, I look forward to whatever those conversations are going to be because from my point of view, where are the changes? So like, where are the changes? Where, where, yeah, where are these long-lasting changes going to be? That That's going to be some fun we have this summer that's, because we like to do a lot of reflecting, but I'm not seeing that, widespread massive change to the education system. No, that's going to be on the schools based on what they value. I'm talking about no. changes that are still going to come from the state. Yeah, Chris, uh, AJ's talking okay. about policy change. Yeah, like... Let's have a test in the fall, and then hey, we'll do it again in the spring. So just keep testing, kids, because that makes sense. Well, uh, well at least we I, got I rid had, of NJSLA for now. For now, I until, mean, I had a great until the fall. Until the fall, yeah, I had a great tweet. What if we eliminated standardized testing and devoted all the funding, resources, and energy and effort into social emotional learning into our young people? I would love that. I I also saw as it sounds like we're transitioning out. I'll share another funny thing I saw on TikTok that AJ and I can appreciate because we are history teachers who have coached, but this is funny. It said, so 40 to 50 years of history and government teachers teaching, uh, coaching football and teaching history and government this is where it's gotten us. So a little knock on the uh, coaches there. Yeah. But I've coached, you've coached. It made me laugh. It made me feel bad. <laughs> I thought it was funny. There you go. <laughs> TikTok. Um, TikTok gotta love, love my TikTok you know what else I love I love listening to podcasts and I would be remiss if I didn't actually give a recommendation because we haven't shared a recommendation so I do have one prepared when we are ready to do that I think we're ready now tell us Chris what are you listening to how's that is that good I am listening to a podcast called The Art of Manliness surprise I have never heard of that one why don't you tell us about it <laughs> so this is a specific episode and the title of the episode from april 7th and aj stop me if you've heard this one or it doesn't matter i'm gonna keep talking um the title of the episode was the secrets of public speaking from history's greatest orators so here's a brief part of the description and if you haven't subscribed to the art of manliness yet what are you doing we love the podcast there's great content there and uh here's a bit of that description Despite the fact that public speaking remains an important and relevant skill in our modern age, you never know when you'll need to give a toast at a wedding, pitch an idea at work, or champion a proposal at a city council meeting. Most of us get very little instruction these days on how to do it effectively. 
So I thought this was interesting. Uh, there's a, a guest on the episode uh, who is one of, he teaches one of those uh, courses on the great courses, which we've heard promoted on podcasts before. And uh, the course is the art of public speaking lessons from the greatest speeches in history. So this guy named John, he focuses on public speaking in Athens, uh, the language of Patrick Henry, the humor of Will Rogers, and uh, the power of uh, Apostle Paul's words in the Bible, uh, and also uh, some information about Abraham Lincoln. So certainly people who are known for speaking, and uh, I, w- I would recommend you check that out. I'll link in the show notes out at podcastpd.com slash 98, but definitely check that out. Again, it's from April 7th, and uh, I love the Art of Manliness podcast. Thank you for sharing that one, Christopher. Sounds good. I'll look for that. AJ, had you had you listened to it? No, I'm I'm very much behind on my podcast. If I had a number, it would be definitely over Stacy at this point. I don't believe that for a second. Speaking of which, Stacy, what's your thirty eighty? Oh, we've met the we've met the three thousands. Yeah. Well, I don't even know. Um, I'll just go with uh, <laughs> Iron Man. We love you, three thousand. Yeah, thirty eighty. Wow, thirty eighty. Huh? That's crazy. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Hey, I think when I have to go through and really like not necessarily get rid of the things I subscribe to, but just kind of, um, yeah, get rid of some of the uh, nonsense that I is just taking over, if that makes sense. Right. So download as I need them more of what AJ does and a little bit less of just fully subscribe and like have the things just take up space on my on my phone. <laughs> 38. Wow. Yeah. 38. We're beyond intervention, Stacey. We're beyond yeah, interventions with you. Just, Stacey, do what you want to do, honestly. <laughs> I, hold on to them, delete them, listen to them. Who cares? It there's is no way. What it is. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way you're ever going to catch up. I probably am worse. How are you worse if you don't download them all? I have a lot of different podcasts I listen to. Mm, I Some of them too. I actually do just follow. I'm going to say follow now, right, Chris? That's how we say it? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I'm definitely not listening to anything on the regular besides what I regularly listen to. Oh, here, here's what I'm going to look forward to listen to. Uh, from Gary, stop beating yourself up so much. That should be a good 13 and a half minutes. What is it? Stop what? Stop beating yourself up so much. I need that. I need some of that there in my life. I, I will share that to you, Stacy. Please. <laughs> you know, because I need 3081. 30. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Um, oh, so don't worry, I'm already at 3081. We, yeah. Before we head out tonight, we do want to thank our executive producers who, without them, this podcast can't be what it is. So, super huge thanks to Adam Kelly, Mike Brilla, Stephanie Scrocky, and Sandy Hartman for being executive producers of Podcast PD. If you're interested in being an executive, producer because you get value from what we do here every other week on a Sunday night. Um, go to podcastpd.com slash executive producer for more information. And uh, we have a couple of options for how you can support the show. And uh, we certainly appreciate the love and support, whether through this or simply by tweeting about us, telling somebody about this podcast, invite a friend out on a Sunday night to watch YouTube on their phone or on their computer. Um, if anybody watches us on their big screen TV home, please tweet out that picture. We would all <laughs> love to know what we look like on, uh, you know, a six inch TV or bigger. That's always a lot of fun. So ready pose for pictures. Thanks. <laughs> all right. That was fun. That was lovely. I like when my forehead vein <laughs> pops out. Wow. Yep. Still alive. Still alive. <laughs> still popping. Like, it's still Oh there. my goodness. I think it's when I'm not hydrated enough. Anyway. Well, speaking of hydrating, Stacey, why don't you do the magic brought to us by, what are you drinking tonight? What's that seltzer? Oh, it's um, Spindrift. 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 We love Spindrift. This one's very empty, but yeah, this is a new flavor for me. Blackberry. Not a really huge fan. My favorite is the pink lemonade. Highly recommend. That is good. I know you did the iced tea, the lemonade iced tea that I recommended. No, that was gross. That was like someone took seltzer and poured it into um, like Snapple. Iced tea, lemonade. (laughs) Okay. Yuck. All right. Yeah. Not a fan. Well, we will be back on May 9th. That's the next time we will be here. And that'll be, what's May 9th? Mother's Day. Oh, 
Well, maybe on the eighth. Hmm. Maybe probably the eighth. Uh, no, probably not. I got baseball maybe and soccer the 16th. and stuff. I don't know. It's anniversary weekend too. Yeah, we'll see you guys. What are you celebrating? Back. Oh, the big one nine. It's a huge one. The big one nine. That's a that's a huge anniversary. Twenty twenty is huge. Yeah, poor dog. Twenty is supposed to take me to, to Hawaii. <laughs> Is that like yeah. a rule or is that like something? That no, that was our up? plan. When we went oh, to right. Hawaii for our honeymoon, gotcha. it was like, we'll come back when we, uh, when it's 20 years. Cool. So, Maybe yeah. the children will pay for it. <laughs> they get to come. So that's, that's their, I don't know. I guess well, we're paying for them. Really? Certainly, <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't in the plan 20 years ago. No, it was. I mean, it was just a trip back, you know, but we're not even sure we're going to do it because my sister is also getting married next year. And uh, her, she's the having that a doesn't listen to our show. No, she listens to our show. She doesn't want to be on, even though she was teacher of the year. We'll talk about Samantha. Um, no, Sam is having a, a destination wedding in Italy. So the Lentices are trying to figure out how we are going to uh, swing Hawaii and Italy in one year. So maybe some sponsorships. Wow. Well, <laughs> It sounds like if you vlog this, it'll be like National Lampoon's, the Lindis's European Hawaiian vacation. Yeah, it's so I don't know. How do you miss your sibling's wedding? You know. Yeah, that is tough. She was well. She was at my wedding when she was twelve. Yeah. Well, especially record episodes ninety nine and a hundred at some wow. point in twenty twenty one. Maybe. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll st- make sure you're connected to us on Twitter and Instagram and all those things. Put a screen at Podcast PD everywhere. Stacy, where's your spin drift? Where's my spin drift? All right, it is time to say goodbye to all our friends and family. So say goodnight, Christopher. Good night, Christopher. Say goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, AJ. Goodbye, Podcast PD. Thank you for checking out this episode of Podcast PD. For links to everything that we discussed in this episode, you can visit the show notes at our website, podcastpd.com. To connect with the show on social media, we are at Podcast PD on Instagram and Twitter, and we share using the hashtag PodcastPD. To connect with Stacy, AJ, and myself, we are on Twitter at Mr. Nessie, at Stacy Lindis, and at AJ Bianco. We would love to hear from you, so please go to podcastpd.com slash feedback and send us an email, send us a voice message, whatever you need to do. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you share it with somebody that you think would get value from it. Word of mouth is the best way to share a podcast you enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed Podcast PD. We appreciate you listening, we appreciate your sharing, and we love creating this podcast for you. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.